911. What's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're going to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. She was hired to fix DC's 911 problems. It was the worst I'd ever seen. But instead says she was fired for exposing the failures. The blame belongs in leadership. Now the I-team digs into what fueled the mayor's decision. Tonight on 7 News at 5. Hi, guys. Hi. Hola, hola. Welcome to Dare We Say. Woo! We're so happy to have you. Today, we have one of the most special people in the entire world on our podcast. She is just about everything under the sun, an actress, a CEO, just an icon and an amazing friend. Her name is Peyton List, and our conversation with her was really special because I feel like you got Mm -hmm. to see a new perspective from her that you may have not seen and or heard in the past. Yeah, she dropped a lot of gems. We got to know her more. It was really mm. special. and It was intimate. We sat here and we kikied as we do on the pod, and it was special to have someone come into that and just be so present and open to talk with us crazy little yeah. girls. It was yeah. so fun. So it's, it's so rare to find a girl like her. So Peyton, we love you. And let's, Thank you. Let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready? Oh shit, fuck. Okay. <laughs> you guys, we have we have an extremely special guest with us today. Oh she is means so much to me. She's an actress. She's an entrepreneur. <laughs> she's giving CEO actually <laughs> of recent times. Um, she's a dog mummy of of many doggies, and she's. Literally my childhood bestie and family member for life. Her name is Peyton List. Thank you for that. Welcome. Can you you guys all clap? Clap. (laughs) This is so surreal. Thank you. Um, How are you? you guys a check after. How are you doing? (laughs) Welcome. How are you feeling this morning? You look adorable. Are you wearing Play Beauty on the eyes right now? Yes. Imagine you're like, no, it's Fenty. Imagine. I'm screaming. (laughs) I, I I would too. I'm like I love trying every single makeup brand. No yeah, love that. I could actually <laughs> tell it was play just by the camera because I was like, is that a shimmery purple? Oh my god! Yeah, it's one yes. of the nicest purples I've seen on a makeup brand to this day. So wow, play Beautiful. slay. Wait, I need to. Do you guys all have products? Because I need to give you guys all products. Oh, we'll wrap. Brought. I should have we'll brought it here. I'm so weird about it. I'm so weird about like. Like plugging yourself yes. and putting your you always plug. If you, if you have a good brand, it's not embarrassing. It's like it's, we did like a cast interview with like Vanity Fair, and they showed me the questions, and like a couple of them were play beauty related, and I was like, like I just you like threw tossed them out. aside because I was like I don't want to talk about the oh. brand right now, mm. and then I felt weird about it, like I should mm. because it, it really right. is like something that I stand behind. But, yeah, yeah. It's like an unfunny person asking you to go to their like stand up show, but like if you're funny, it's funny. You know? Whoa. Like you're yes, 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 yes. It's like it's like you're afraid to do it, but then if you have stuff to back it up, it's like it's good. And I famously was lucky enough to be a part of the campaign for that was Play so Beauty. nice of you to come. That was so fun. Remember that was such a chaotic day where I, I had come from set 
stolen the wig. Didn't from... you crash a car that day or something? Like in oh, the scene? In the scene, I yeah, crashed yeah, yeah. the car, guys. We need to clarify because on this podcast, we talk about my vehicular problems quite a lot. There's so many. There's so yes. many. Including... I saw your story the other day. Oh, when someone called a cunt? When someone said that I parked like a cunt. Yes. Yeah. Honored I was. And then mid-recording, we thought I was getting towed, but I wasn't. Um, but yeah, anyway, we're so happy that we have you here. And you mean so much to me and now yeah. everyone else. So we, grateful to know you. Like, who would have thunk? We just spent, we just hung out with you last weekend and yeah. it was so fun. And it just reminded me of like how much history we have. And I just wanted to have you on this pod because I feel like no one has really seen or heard your adult perspective in a format that is just I mean, a little bit more casual and less mm. formal than I feel like the interviews that you've done in the past, which may be more polished. And I think we just wanted to hear like the the real Peyton and, and bring that to the table. So with that being said, uh, let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. So let's start at the very beginning. So you were born in Florida, which we probably don't, don't Oh, we don't write on our bodies. But it makes sense for me. It no, it doesn't. I, no, it, it does, does not. No, I have I'm to step sorry. in and say no, ma'am, it doesn't. It no, it doesn't. It does, it, it doesn't. It's, it's either like upstate Washington or Oklahoma. There's no in between. Does that make sense? <laughs> like I think she's saying you have oh small my God. town charm. Oh my God. Shut yeah, up. small town charm. Shut up. I mean, my mom's from Texas. So I feel like that has oh. rubbed off on me. She does have like that Texas sweetness, but also the bless your heart, like I could fuck you up. Kind oh, of. I yes. love a bless you heart, mama. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, so you're born in Florida and then you grew up in New York City. How was that yeah. like? It was wild. Like we moved to Brooklyn when I was four from Florida mm. and still had family in Florida. But I mean, I had to like it's a lottery system in New York and I feel like mm -hmm. schools are so competitive. And I had to, like, just, my mom was like, just go in and, like, get into the school. Like, figure it out. So I feel like I was, like, auditioning from a young age and, like, figuring it out. I just went in right. and, like, sweet-talked the principal and then got into the school. In hindsight, looking back, do you like L.A. more? Do you like New York more? Like, Now I feel like I just, I feel like you spend, when you spend your formative years, like, your mm. teenage years sure. somewhere, I feel like I've become so much more, um, LA but yeah. I do want to go back mm -hmm. to Brooklyn for the summer because I love a Brooklyn summer I feel like oh it's we love a so Brooklyn fun. Bushwick summer I actually do right? too I really like New York in the summer right but I feel the same about LA like moving here when I was like 10 9 10 I feel like I had my like favorite memories out here that I definitely like LA better than Northern California but before you booked Jesse you booked two other things right mm -hmm. and the first thing was when you're eight years old what was that yeah. Because I remember when that came out, 27 Dresses. Yeah. I was like oh, five years old. my God. And that this movie feels like a 90s film. Yeah, it does. It has that nostalgic. It's I haven't watched it in a bit, but I just remember absolutely like defining myself by doing that. I remember just being so excited. Oh. Yeah. What was that like? Like being on set for the first time? And I mean... I just thought it was like playing. I just had so much fun. Like the director just like took me under her wing and was so sweet. And like, mm. it was a female director. Yeah. It was oh, a that's director. so cool that your first job was like with a female director. It was really cool. so rare. It was so safe. And like, I've had, I've been so fortunate to have like such kind experiences, I think, on set, mm -hmm. which is rare, I feel like, because a lot of people might not be able to say the same, especially with being taken under people's wing. Right. Usually they're taken 
under their other things oh my and they're uncomfortable <laughs> and they're not I'm taken care of that. well it's not the honestly wing. that's not the wing no i met my best friend though on that movie like we played sisters and she just acted in that one movie and then that was it and we just became like sisters ever since mm. that's so cool and then what was the thing in detroit that you spoke about oh in vancouver Oh, it was Vancouver. It wasn't yeah. Detroit. Why am I obsessed with Detroit? I mean, I did go there once, but it's like a poor <laughs> Lifetime movie that I don't talk about. Okay. okay. No, we're not going to bring it up. That's, that's actually what we're talking the whole episode about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Just to promote that Lifetime Perfect. movie. Wait. So you went to Vancouver. And yeah. was that during middle school? Yeah. That was during middle school, I guess. Yeah. Um, the end of middle school. So I like finished it up there on that set on Die of a Wimpy Kid um, and filmed that in Vancouver. So it was like during my su summers, like end of middle school um time and yeah it was like summer camp that's and were you a fan of the like book before you went because i remember when we were young i feel oh like gosh, that was like the, the biggest oh, thing did you read insane did you guys read them oh i don't read but i did i i read not all of them because there ended up being so many they were like the i came like june to be jones and stuff there were so I, many but i did read them at the time and then you were iconically in the film um, with the cheese and all no the cheese and all and can I just say Roderick was one of my sexual awakenings I don't care huh. what anyone says Roderick <laughs> old brother Roderick I was like what is this feeling in my pants oh my god I cannot I feel like there's things that TikTok has like taught me about just like things come out later and that is one of the things that I'm like oh my god so many people were into Roderick that I had no idea about I'm screaming. I did not know that was a thing. Me either. I, I learned that just was right just now. It's just a niche thing that Yasmin just said. No. But that's crazy. That's a thing on TikTok. I'm that's starting so a trend. Funny. It's Does, was Roderick your sexual awakening? Yeah, you're nice. <laughs> oh I can't. I never heard that. Um, speaking of like all of these really dope things that all I watched and personally was a fan of, which I think is so cool. Um, does it feel weird like watching your childhood like reflected back to you like in mm. these kid things like whether it's Diary of Wimpy Kid or 27 Dresses or Jesse? And like how did Jesse feel different from the things that you had done prior? Mm. That's a really good question. Um, it felt different because it was a multicam sitcom mm. and there was like live laughers like paid to sit there and yeah. laugh in between our jokes. So yeah. that was weird because I was just used to like single cam silence. Like it felt more personal, but then having like a live studio audience and everything like, you know, it was just. It's like a, a live play. We had to be, I had to be trained to learn how to just like cheat out and always be like playing to the camera and doing that because I was just more natural before it. So I felt like I had to learn how to be, how to do that that style and then I had to learn how to break that style so that was hard which some people can't do and it's I'm so happy you brought up the laughers because I think it also creates like a false sense of like security and confidence at that young age <laughs> you think you're funny but people are being <laughs> they're being paid, paid to they're laugh being at paid you to laugh. and I feel like everyone like the Disney <sighs> kids with like the egos of that era and one thing that I will say like you have remained one of the most humble people that I've known since the beginning and I remember when <sighs> I, I don't know if if obviously if everyone knows this, like we met on Jesse on that show. And that was my very first thing ever. And that was like my, what? like, yeah, you didn't know that? No. I had only you done. You just were too comfortable. I, I was just a little. <laughs> that was your set. Speaking of egos. Speaking of egos. I'm screaming um, that. But <laughs> I, I remember that was my like sunny with a chance like moment or like I had watched I watched I remember watching the premiere of Jesse on my family's couch with my entire family in Davis 
and seeing all of you guys and then moving to LA and auditioning for it and like booking it and then coming and my mom was like this isn't a real pen she was like shocked that it wasn't a real apartment <laughs> in New York and your mom was like no bitch you like you dumb idiot um and like Not your mom sounds idiot. about right your mother definitely took my mom under under her wing along with Sky's mom but yeah that was it was just very interesting but why do you think you never like I don't know became a crazy person or like I tried like stayed so <laughs> grounded in those moments because you definitely were like a heartthrob in your era which is crazy to say but it's true oh god I didn't realize at all like anything I don't know like my mom would just be like bitch shut up make your bed <laughs> yeah like, humbling so humbling I don't know she would just be like what are you talking about I don't know I feel like my family just would be like shut up none of this is real they would bring you down to earth yeah so I don't know it felt very much like a little bubble and it was like weird that other people were watching it I guess at the end of the yeah. day yeah. do you think it's because social media wasn't as big that back then that you didn't feel like the pressure of everyone looking up to mm, you because I remember like everyone was in love with you including my brother who asked you to prom <laughs> do you remember that I do I wish I could and, have gone I, to prom with him yeah you, I think you said yes but I think it didn't work out or something yeah I remember I had like two proms that I was supposed to go to which would have been like my proms that I would have gone to and I never went what about Disney prom Disney prom what was, yes. I don't think anyone knows what Disney prom is. Yeah, wait, can you explain that? I'm I'm not familiar. Yeah, Disney would invite all of the Disney kids to a Disney prom or to a Disney dance to make some sort of normalcy because that was like our high school. Yeah, you know, shit. even on the back yeah. lot and everything, it's like you run into people from other shows and that feels like, oh, your high school experience. Like, because you're in your classroom with like the five kids that are on your show or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And then if you would come for the week, it was like... It was like a substitute. We got a new kid in the villa. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. The Love Island of Disney. Um, But uh, Josie brought up something very important. I want to bring that up. It's like social media. You are part of the social media whirlwind that we live in now, but also you weren't at a young age. It's specifically about being a woman and this transition of growing into the woman that you are today with the whole world looking at you. How has that affected you today? It's made me very socially awkward. And, mm. you know, I think social media scared the shit out of me as a mm. kid because I just saw the dangers of it so quickly. You know, there's yeah. like yeah. so many weirdos that are attracted to children. And I think 100%. seeing that Especially on, when you're on a children's show. Yes. And I remember seeing the comments that I would see and just growing up a little too fast. Mm. And it was just scary like I had a stalker for a bit and like unreal on the soundstage like I remember seeing like his picture and by like the security gate and everything like it was just a rude awakening for me like it's not normal to be careful and I just remember like looking over my shoulder when I would like go home all the time like being paranoid as a kid that's so frightening yeah it was weird and then I thought Mm. that was normal just to Mm. be so frightened but like I feel like Every female goes through a form of like this in some way, you know? I think in some way, but I think certainly you're allowed to acknowledge that it's not fair and you experienced it on a much higher magnitude than much people do in their lifetimes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Which I think is really scary. Yeah. How do you feel like you preserve your mental health now? And you like as a woman 
in this industry so successful. You know, like you're not just an actress anymore. Like you've become a multi-hyphenate with a beauty company and stuff. Like how do you um, ground yourself? How do you like find peace? And like, how do you like honestly get through the bullshit? Like that is an awful thing for a child to deal with. Most adults um, can't say that they've dealt with the magnitude of eyes that you've dealt with like your whole life. So how, like, as an adult, has that changed since you being a kid? Like, what do you find your peace in? What grounds you? What relaxes you when things get crazy? Mm. I feel like connecting with even, like, a safe... I, I just feel like even connecting with you guys or, like, going out, you know, with friends and connecting with people has, has been able to ground me. And just, like, meeting real authentic souls. Like, lately, I've really mm-hmm. been meeting, like, such good authentic souls and, like, really finding my people where it feels so safe. Mm-hmm. And... They're just like, just a reminder, like, you can literally be anything in this room or say anything and there's no judgment and just being so vulnerable has just been so nice. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. There are good people, but it's just so hard to find them. And yeah. I just feel lucky that I found, like, a good group. I'm really happy yeah. that you feel that because I think a lot of people at your level that I've met or interacted with or feel a lot more isolated and a little bit more alone. They just don't seem to find their people. I think it's just harder. Why do you think they have a harder time? Or like when you have a platform, it's just you have a harder time. Yeah, I feel like it's so easy to get blinded by people's intentions, I guess. Intentions. Yep. Right? Yes. Yeah. Like you don't know if people are genuine? Yeah, Hmm. I guess so. I feel like also in LA too, right? I feel like there's so many people whose goals or um, reasonings to be your friend is not for the right reasons. And you Mm -hmm. find, have you noticed that living in LA specifically too? Yeah. Yeah, I have. But I feel like people must encounter that in every industry and everything. And like, but yeah, my friends lately, they're so honest to a fault mm. to like a point where I just start laughing because mm. I'm like I cannot believe that just came out of your mouth but I respect the hell out of it like mm. I just love how honest they are I love yeah. that and that's what you deserve that's how my friends are like constantly being humbled I'm <laughs> screaming at that <laughs> looking by, at Alicia by, yeah I, by, why, why did I get the shot by my sisters um which <laughs> I think is really important but yeah, how do you I guys do it like do you guys call each other out and like how do you oh, oh, honey <laughs> Do we oh, call please. each other you, out? Honey, you've met us. Yeah. Um, we're, that's why it doesn't even feel appropriate to call each other friends because there's like that mm. level of comfort and sincerity. Of comfort. Comfort. That does <laughs> not. Please, comfort. That, that's not what I said. Um, but no, I agree. I think since the beginning, mm-hmm. I think that's what attracted me to you and you seen the most. Because like, we say anything. Was your guys' just honesty and like... I think having someone who, like, can just be up front with you, because I think the opposite is, like, then they're not seeing you as a full person if they're having to tiptoe around you Mm. or they're having to, like, earn your, like, respect or Mm. not respect, but, like, earn your um, admiration. I feel like that's when it's sort of ingenuine. I remember when I started college, like, the first three weeks I was there, everyone came up to me and wanted to, like, you know, be friends with me um, because I had, like, been on shows and had whatever small platform that I had. And then after the three weeks, everyone, no one gave a fuck about me. And I was like, no. you know I'm an actor, right? Like, <laughs> you can try to use me. Like, yeah, there, I have there, an Instagram they, account with follower. And everyone was like, we don't give a fuck about you. Die, bitch. Um, <laughs> no. But it was, I had that experience on a small magnitude. But no, that but probably, that's how I feel. I feel the same. I feel like it's not like everyone's really, like, 
how much can someone really get? Like there's people are just here to be authentic now, especially like at this age. I don't know. Yeah. No, what? I think you brought something up really important. Like I've said this to the girls prior, but I feel like because I'm 24, I hate that. But, you know, <laughs> as I grow and age is beautiful, but I feel like the older I grow, the more deep my relations are getting. And also I'm, I'm making new friends that are outside of my circle. And I feel like mm -hmm. the older we get, the less likely we are to venture out to make so, so many friends because we're so comfortable, which is fine, which is good. But I feel like, and that's something you were saying earlier about how the friends that you have now make you feel so safe and make you feel so heard and seen in your fullness. And I just feel like that's so incredible right now. And I feel like if people listen to this to like not only just be comfortable with, to be comfortable with what you have, but also like go with the intentions of making new friends, making new relationships, fostering these new connections with people. Yeah, You get what you put out, which I think yeah. is really important. And do you feel like you're still fighting those things that left an impact mm -hmm. on you as a kid? Or do you feel like you've like let those parts go? Certainly when making friends, but like when romantic connections or even just friends in general, is that an issue? It is a little bit. I mean, I've mm. met some really positive, beautiful people, especially in this industry lately. Yeah. Just actors who really just want to help and like yeah. create and do their job. And I've been so just, I have, they've helped rewire my toxic mm. thoughts and brain. And I realized I was still hearing thoughts of people saying, don't, don't trust them. Like they're out to get whatever, mm. you know, those sort of things are being told to you know, you feel like gaslit as a kid. If there's like another actor who's competitive, like you don't understand what's going on. Right. But I feel like I've just been working in very positive environments and like changing that. So it's been, I feel like it's been really nice. When you were young, I feel like you were so looked at all the time that like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you had to kind of develop a sense of I don't give a fuckness in order to like live your life without feeling like you're walking on eggshells. Incredible. Actually, now I can go from here <laughs> and I can say that, yes, playing that character on Cobra Kai and like playing someone that is so strong and changing. I, I loved that those creators gave me the opportunity to change sort of like the narrative around myself. They were like, mm. oh, we loved taking this Disney princess and like sort of just have letting you fight and it was fun and yes. when people accepted that character, then I felt liberated to be more myself mm -hmm. because I was like, I am more of a bitch. Like, I can I, I can be that. and it was Very like incredible. it was freeing for me. Yeah. I was just like cool, people accept this. I'm this is definitely a part of me. So I feel like I can joke around more with people and people come up like we actually just have like amazing hilarious interactions like oh. I find just like people whenever someone watches something like it's always a funny experience and I enjoy talking to them. <laughs> it's like the weirdest most I random love that. Experience. Yeah. Well, I feel like that show also has, like, a really big fan base, much like Jesse, and but in a different way. In a really different way, yeah, because I came in the second season, so it was, like, obviously already established from the well, Karate Kid. I didn't know kid. that. Yeah. Also, that show was such a, like, giant hit and an unexpected hit, too, because it was a YouTube original. So unexpected. And then became Emmy-nominated or Emmy-winning, right? Did it win an Emmy? I uh, know. No, okay, well, you know what? It became okay. Emmy nominated. Yeah, you know what? Emmy, no. It became Emmy nominated. It's just seriously several Emmy nominations, though, which is, like, really exciting. Yeah. Like, the fact that it was nominated for, for like, best comedy series is, like, the biggest honor a show could get. Yeah, I mean, the showrunners were just, like, huge fans of The Karate Kid, and mm. so they were roommates, like, in college, and they just created this show with Billy and Ralph and are the perfect people to do it because, like, what better people to do a sort of 
pick up something where it left off than fan, actual fans. Like, yeah, they know what the people want to see because they want to see it. I've always known you to be that like kick ass type energy. But you're so right when you're forced to be that like bubblegum princess type person. Yeah, I thought, I'm also I was like a people pleaser. So I just thought mm. this is I want to play this character for them when they meet me sort of thing. And it's like, that's a little toxic. Um, But I obviously was just admiring your Instagram. And I was like, the relationship you have with your brother is just so precious. Like being from New York and being Latina, I'm super family oriented. So I really admired that Mm. you are that with him and your family. I love that you brought up Spencer because I think that, I I think a lot of people know at this point that you have a twin. But was it easier to go through life with a twin or was it yes. harder Aww. because you had someone like a mirror up to you? <laughs> no, he was not a mirror. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> Are you guys very separation. different? <laughs> yes. We're so different. T. Tell he is insane. Like <laughs> such a like wild child. Like we shared bunk beds and um, he would torture me growing up. Okay. Like we would fight. He would beat me up. Mm. Like Jesus. Yeah. Was, was there that brotherly <laughs> sisterly rivalry? Yeah. Got it. Yeah, we were super competitive. But then, like, we got put on a basketball team together. So that kind of, oh, wow. like, formed Co-ed a different bond. Team. Yeah. Very progressive. progressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It really was. Because I was amazing. I was terrible. I was like, maybe there's a reason I shouldn't be on this damn team. I wasn't scoring any points. You know what? <laughs> you were a team player. We respect that. Exactly. We respect that. I Did, brought a lot of energy. Was, lot it, of... was it hard to, like, bring boys around because your brother was there? Yes, because I always fell in love with his best friends. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And he was like, song. That's he was like, I didn't think that's where this was going. (laughs) He was like, I'm going to have to drop another friend. What do you mean? So your kid was like his best friend? That was like your thing? That was my thing. It felt safe. Well, they were just around. They were around. If he liked them... I'll probably like him too, so but in a different way. He would exactly. bring, so he would bring them to like set or something. Yeah, he'd bring them to set, or they'd be like, maybe their sibling was like working on another show or something, uh, and I would be like, "This is my the love of my life." That's that's a journey. I does love he that. act as well? He does. Yeah. That's like was did you yeah. have your first relationship when you were really young, or not so you're older? Like your first relationship. I guess when I was yeah older, older. Like I always had mm. crushes and everything. But what about like what about you? I've never been in a relationship. That's insane. That is with a human. Oh, I'm dying. I have one with my bank <laughs> with account. With an AI or? With oh, my okay. career and my bank account. <laughs> Funny enough, I didn't like actually start dating dating until I got to college. Um, once again, like we were talking prior, I was just boring and, and like stayed pretty confined. You were a famous star as a kid. But um, even like acting and feeling like that adult aspect of life made me feel like I couldn't date. Like, with auditioning and with school and all of those things. Did you feel that way as well? Like, I felt like it just wasn't a priority and it wasn't my time. Even now, frankly, sometimes I'm like, is this lifestyle conducive to prioritize romance at some point in my life? Do you I, feel that way? I agree. Do. I feel weird. I do for sure. That. It feels like, like you're bringing... It feels unfair to me to bring someone into it. Because right? I'm like, welcome to the circus. Like, I don't know if someone normal would understand this. Mm. Like... I don't know. I feel if I date another actor, I'm like, okay, you're out for yourself and your job as well. You're you're prioritizing yourself because I don't want to date anyone who's prioritizing me because I just am scared. We can't do the same. Exactly. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. 
The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, complemented by an interior built with integrity. The Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Every time I did tapes with Alicia, because I hate doing tapes, I can never audition on tape. I'm, like, really bad on tape. But every time I would do tapes with Alicia, I would really get you into it. You act for your life. And I would pray. <laughs> She's that, in a Yale seminar. And I can tell, too. I, one time I had to do a tape with Alicia completely naked because of how hot she keeps her house. <laughs> okay, Payton, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that you're here for this. Because <laughs> it was 80 How degrees. did you think that I could focus when this girl had not one slither of piece of clothing it on? Was she eight, was being so dramatic. It was 83 degrees in the house. And we were in the attic. Of her home. We were in How? the... I don't know why she did that to me. You know what? You're not here to watch this fight because that's what this will become. Because she did... She she sequestered me and I had to do the tape with her fully naked because I, I had to turn it in. I did not sequester you. But, I need to join this friend group. But, I need to just... Oh, you're, you're in it. I need to sit naked just you, behind you in, you were inducted. I remember... When I feel like we've always clicked though, and one thing, like I said before, like I've just have always felt supported by you. Okay. And I remember getting into play beauty because I want to ask more about that. But like when we were on the set of that, we both got emotional. Do you remember at the wrap? Yes, I and we I both thought about crying. that before coming on to this, and I was like, oh god, I hope she wasn't like, I hope it wasn't too much because no. I just got so emotional. Oh my god, you were there. It wasn't too much at all. To me, it like it made me feel so loved because I think. I, even though when I, when we were young and like, I was obviously a guest on that show, I think I like was filled with like crippling fear and anxiety that like, I was just like, it, it, I was also reminded constantly by many people that that was like not my place. And that obviously I was a guest in that space and you mm -hmm. always made me feel so loved. And I think because of the dynamics of, of that show, we couldn't really be close friends mm. until we were older yeah. and like we needed to like find each other again know, and like so when we had that moment like it, it made me emotional too because of 
how much love I have for you and just how safe I've, I've felt with you my whole life. Like, mm. I've never doubted, like, my safety with you or my comfortability oh. with you. So I wanted to say that to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that you've always felt comfortable with me. That's, like, my number one thing with people is I just want them to feel not judged. And, like, I – because I, I, I just want to be, like, a safe place for everyone mm. to mm -hmm. come to. And I'm so happy that it felt that way because I always am scared that it wasn't that way. Maybe because I felt that way for so long with other people mm. that I'm like, I've like gaslit myself. So I'm really happy that you felt that way because I, I just, I've always been your biggest fan. Oh, baby. Like your biggest, biggest fan. I just think the world of you. Thank you. It's insane. I really do. I always talk about you to everyone. I, I'll never forget you first mentioning Peyton. Like, randomly i think when we were filming saved this was m way before i'd ever met you but when she had spoken about like her times on at disney you were always like a name that was associated with so much joy and support Aww. you know and yeah. i commend you kids la isn't easy as an adult i just got here what four years ago and i have and you know so i know nothing i feel like a la baby but even in the time that i've been here i'm like it can it can get hard in regards to people's expectations, in regards to judgment, in the ways how I feel perceived and I feel inadequate. Mm -hmm. um, so I just, I commend you guys for really like weathering the storm and overcoming yeah. not only the industry, but just growing up in a place that isn't always that easy, you know? And it seems like you guys have found your people in addition to just being beautiful, like humble souls. And you guys are just so lovely people. And I'm glad that you guys have had each other like during this process when we were all like pitching who do we want to be our, like our first guest and who do we want to have this full episode about and Josie mentioned you we were always we were like well that's no brainer yeah. I feel like specifically oh, for sure watching you no that was a no brainer because and it wasn't like a discussion like we were just like all right we're done with pitches we got that we got we got what we wanted because specifically for me, like watching you, I watched you and Jesse, watched you and Cobra Kai, and now you have different things like school spirits mm -hmm. um, and more a different genre than what you're used to or what you've always mm -hmm. been in. It's incredible what you bring to this, to this I said, See stage. I, I'm a BFA in theater performance, <laughs> but you, what you bring to the screen is just something that you don't see a lot. And throughout all of that, you've maintained this like – sense of moral yes. decorum that a lot of people yes. don't. And one thing that really stood out to me, I don't even remember seeing this initially, but I always knew you to be someone who spoke up and stood your ground, was like when you were 18 years old, you released a piece like with mm. Elle, where you talked about politics, and this is when Trump was running for president, and why you didn't, why you weren't voting for him. And I have what you wrote here, I think. It was really special. You said... I believe in equality. I believe that racism is a problem and we need to do something about it. I believe in a woman's right to choose because no one ever seems to tell guys what to do with their bodies, which is true. I believe yeah. I should make the same amount of money for doing the same job as a man. True. Even if this election won't affect you, it will. Which direction do you want the country to go in? How do you want America to interact with the global community or the questions you posed in that piece? And I thought that that was so special to be 18 years old and Brave. have – were you still on Disney at the time? I think, I you, think so. you may have been. Yeah. You were on Bunked. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was. To do that is like kind of brave because of how much you're told don't speak up, don't talk about these things, don't ruffle feathers. Right. Like, how did you get the courage to do that? And what 
what ultimately motivated you to to release that well thanks for recognizing that that's so nice um i i was really nervous to mm-hmm. come out because somehow saying even those statements which i think are just talking about equality somehow Literally. that really pisses people off yeah, which is insane a woman should get paid the same i posted that a few times and people have wanted to cut my throat like yeah i'm like Okay, if it's, it's not like if, you're if, saying if, the, the sky should the same, be then what's the issue? Like, like fucking cotton candy. It's literally like saying it's, yeah, I'm it's saying like unicorns are real rights. apparently because yeah, it's yeah, never yeah. gonna happen. The yeah. um, bare minimum of things, uh, equality, you would think, or like a woman's right to choose or whatever it is. Yeah, like, right. Just I, I was like I was, and I was so terrified saying these things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what was your mindset back then? I remember I asked someone at a. I think it was one of the editors of Teen Vogue because they invited me to one of their lunches or something. And I told her how scared I was to talk about politics at all. And I felt like it wasn't my place. Mm. And she was like, why wouldn't it be your place? And I guess that's kind of what over the pandemic, it was like, it's everyone's place now to talk about it. And if you Mm. don't, then you're complicit was like, yeah. And but I still feel like I look to other people first and like do my research because I don't want to speak on behalf of anyone in like any Mm -hmm. wrong way. But I just felt like these were very basic concepts and like when Trump was running, I just felt like we had we all had to say something. And also because so much of America like has watched Disney and it's just like yes. I felt like I had like a voice with people who I actually could speak to who yeah. and maybe have a conversation. But I don't know. Sometimes it feels like pe- if people are dead set on something like you're not going to change them. But well, I have to say. I commend you, like, Mm. fully, fully, fully. I think it's hard enough to, like, stop a conversation at a dinner table with people that you know, let alone what you did, was take a stand as a kid and speak out and say, this is Mm -hmm. what's right, this is what equality um, we should be advocating for. Like, I think that that's really special. And I just want to tell you, like, even if you didn't see it, like, firsthand, like, you sowed seeds, like... God only knows how many kids saw their favorite Disney star yes, talk about Alicia. equality yep. and talk about feminism, which is what mm. you were advocating for at the time, and intersectionality. And I think your decision to do the hard things when your moral compass is telling you to, even when it's hard, really is a testament to someone's character. That's what was really cool, too, about being at the play photo shoot was like seeing all different types of people with different backgrounds there was just really beautiful and cool, especially as like, a young girl who is white and, you know, has that platform, I feel like it's rare for people like yourself to want to speak out because the fact of the matter is you you don't really have to. I mean, as a woman, you're compelled to because you're affected by certain things. But in other ways, you could just sit idle and not put in your two cents, but you put your foot down and you're speaking up and you're being an ally and you're amplifying voices that are smaller than yours. And I think that is really commendable. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you guys find it? Like, how, how much do you go into politics, do you think? My parents have always been really liberal and progressive. So it's always been a part of me. I think, like, I didn't want to—I didn't even feel comfortable speaking up about like LGBTQ issues and stuff when I was even like when I first met Alicia like I just remember just not feeling confident in myself and feeling proud of myself Mm. and I didn't really experience like pride 
until like a few years ago for the first time, like just genuinely being proud of my own skin. But I think when I was able to do that, I was able to post more Mm -hmm. because I think you need to be Uh, kind of comfortable with who you are before mm -hmm. you like put yourself out there like that. I think no matter who you are and speak about issues because it's like a vulnerable thing when you're posting about stuff. It's one thing to post about things that you care about that affect other people, but when it directly Mm -hmm. affects yourself, it's like, you know, a hundred percent. I feel like the not the stakes are higher, but it hits home yeah. a little bit more when it affects you. Yeah, because you have emotional it, stake. You're yes, the one dealing Alicia. with the oppression, and then exactly. being asked to talk about it. It's a different way, and a hundred percent. I also think you know it's important to know mm-hmm. we're we're told not to. All of us in this room, like you know, you're my beautiful Yaz in Manchester, but we're all told like not to talk about politics. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like what that awesome woman at that Teen Vogue told you. It's like, why not? Like, we all should be caring and stuff. And Mm -hmm. it makes me want to lead to asking you another question. Is there anything as of recent, right? Like, we lived through a pandemic. Mm -hmm. We lived through the protests. Like, we lived through a lot of things just within the recent years. Is there anything new that you are learning about yourself or the world that you think is, like, a recent revelation or new causes that you care about? Like, play itself i i want to commend the sustainability stance that you've taken we're a plastic neutral brand so we clean up an equal amount to what we put out mm-hmm. and we just and a lot of our palettes are paper and they're made out of 100% recycled material i just couldn't make something myself that was damaging the planet i just yeah. felt too guilty putting creating and and creating damage as well along with it um so, yeah, that is something that I'm trying to constantly learn about and, and help with. Lately, I've just been trying to be kind even just on, like, a personal level, like, go out of my way for other people because I feel like it's – when someone even just takes a moment to do that, it's, like, it changes everything. Like, it's just contagious. Yeah, I agree, too. I think, like, the smallest things that you don't even think of, like, the connection, it, it helps people. hmm mm-hmm. Which I love. I want to pivot to school spirits, though, because I'm so excited about that. How was filming that? Because that shit was dark. Yeah, Sorry, that line that, like that shit was that. dark. What a, you're right, but the tone in which you said it, <laughs> that shit is dark. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. that was dark. How was doing that? Yeah, I. It was interesting because. I really related to a character that was dead somehow. Like, Mm -hmm. from the first scene, she's dead. And I really woke up in the process of doing that show because I realized there was a part of me that was not really living. And the therapist even told me that. She was like, you were on autopilot. Wait, there's a part of pain that wasn't living? Yeah. And the therapist, your Mm. therapist. My therapist told me. Now I'm I'm taking it out of the show and I'm taking it into me. No, please. Wait, no, please, please. Yeah, there was a part of me that was on autopilot. Tell us about that. Okay, how was that? It was insane. <laughs> what What do you think put you in autopilot? I think just um, I thought it'd be easier to deal with people and situations if I just didn't let anyone or anything in. Mm, and um, okay. just kind of like breeze through and not even know what happened. Like I would go somewhere and just be like, all right, like move on. If anyone asked me to do anything, I'd be like, sure. Have no actual opinion on the person or the thing happening. Mm. And now I'm just choosing things that I – people I really care about or who I think are really good. But anyways, back to the show. Um, Yeah, it was... I love that, She's dead from the first scene, and she's so passionately trying to figure out what happened to her. And I was like, this girl 
really cares about her life. I wonder what that must be like. Wow. I wonder what, what it's like, like to care. And yeah, I was like, like I wonder what it's like yeah. to care and love it and want to get back to it. And so like having to like fight mm. to come back to find her life and with how many people cared about her and how closed off she was. Like she doesn't let this character is the strongest person I've ever played. And like, she doesn't let a single soul in. And I really learned from the creators because they went through so much trauma creating the show. Like Mm -hmm. they loved, like they had an alcoholic parent and to get through it, they would watch Veronica Mars or like Mm -hmm. fun shows. And so we wanted to create something that was like a fun, like escape from everything. Right. Um, But my character also has an alcoholic mother and that's like her only parent. So she's had to be an adult a lot of her life. And it was really cool to just, play this really broken but strong person and I learned so much yeah I learned so much through her and from from them it was like therapy I commend you for that that is that is such a special thing to get to work on something and have it affect you in such an impactful way and have it change you for the better I mean usually it's the opposite <laughs> yeah. Like being on certain Truly. projects and stuff, Ooh. I feel like it like dements you. Um, was there like, and you can also tell me to shut up if, if this is too uncomfortable. Like, was there a point where like you realized you had to get off autopilot? Like, was there like a thought in your head or a certain turning point? I was telling myself all the time, but I wouldn't get off of it. Mm. You know, like I was like, man, I should really wake up and, but. I had to just go out and work so hard, you know, like I just needed to, I I will still do it. Like I took a freezing cold shower yesterday and I'm like, wake up, wake up, wake up. Like Mm. I just need to tell myself, like, Mm. wake up to the world. Like, yes, there's hard things going on, but you can't just like tune it out. Right. Mm. And I think that is harder to do than it is to say. Yeah. But I think that even just watching you, I think people who have known you and certainly people who watch you could probably see that on you I don't have you heard that a lot that like you've changed in a way that's like just so beautiful and freeing yeah how has that been it's been pretty wild yeah you don't realize that there's something off about you or that there's something wrong Mm. and then when people are like wow you've really you're I like whatever energy you have right now it's changed and I'm like yeah I feel more myself again like you it's seem nice. just settled and confident in your own skin. Oh, well, thanks. And just comfortable. Mm. Mm. And we love that. Yes. And we love that about you. We want more of you. So more. Give me. We have some fun questions to Woo. get into Close the end of this out. and to wrap this out. Yeah. Um, and, and some fun ones. Okay. You mentioned, I think, in an interview that we read that you wanted to work with Margot Robbie. If yes. you could, like, put her in any film with you, would it be, like— what would it be like a buddy cop comedy or like an older sister younger sister thing a lesbian rom-com mm. <laughs> now the buddy cop movie just will knock it out of my head no, <laughs> i mean that, that could one be cool. sticks no i have n- it could be mall cops i have absolutely no clue you just want on part two. a sister comedy would be very fun mm. But I don't know. I just watched her in Babylon, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to work with her. Or if I just want to watch her in awe. She, at this point. I cannot. That's, see that's also she was like phenomenal. very much with bisexuality. Like, do I want to sleep with them or do I want to be them? <laughs> Does that make sense? What are you watching right now? Like, there's so many things I'm currently binging, and it's keeping me from doing productive things. But what are your shows? Any films you've been obsessed with, or stuff you love to hate watch? Because that is like a big thing for us. Ooh. I mean. 
But anytime I've been on a, a question, I always forget. I've been on like a Lena Dunham kick. Like oh, I, I started at the like beginning of her career. Um, the movie that she did before she started Girls. I don't know if that was like her way of getting girls off the ground and made. Furniture, yeah. Tiny, tiny furniture. furniture. Tiny uh. furniture. Yeah. I loved it. And then I watched Sharp Stick. Mm. And I really liked that. Um, but yeah, I love Girls and I love all of those shows. It's Girls like, is iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Ooh, oh my gosh. I've seen a bunch of movies lately. Babylon, Puss in Boots, Last Wish, one of the best films of the year. You can't That's tell me That's what everyone's else. saying. It's driving me insane. Girl, you got to watch it. Did you just oh. say Puss in Boots is one of the best films of the year? Yeah. And I stand by that. I love that. Thank you so much. Oh, I just, I'm late. I'm so late. And did I you d- just say everyone's saying that? Yes. Everybody named Mother. Oh, wow. I'm really out the know. Um, Banshees. What? Uh, Banshees of Isharan. But Yes. I just saw that. Whoa. Sad as fuck. But oh, great really? film. Yeah. Um, what did I think of Babylon? I would have loved to see like the black character storyline a little bit more re- written and like thought out because the moments that I did saw see I loved I just felt like we didn't just wasn't like holistic enough of like who he was um what else did I think I thought all the performances were phenomenal Diego Calva the Latino lead wow 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 I think he's like the future mm-hmm, um what did you think of Babylon I have so many thoughts it's I'm funny, just trying had, not to spoil anything I had the exact same thought but yeah. I obviously mm. when I think it's a at that lot story, I said movie. the same thing to my friend. I was like, that storyline didn't feel like it was fully like yeah. well, it was so beautiful. Like when he was in the powder, yes, in when the, he was in the blackface. Yeah, stunning shot. I was that was like probably the most heartbreaking moment of the entire yeah movie. I just it looked fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, I was in chills, and I was just like, we really didn't get that many scenes, but um, I think cinematically it's stunning. The performances are great. I just feel like there was so much being fit into one film. It couldn't do everyone justice, but Daniel, beautiful. Score, mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, if you could ban one thing in the country, oh. what would it be? For me, it would be fans, and I know that sounds outrageous. Fans? But You're sick. Fans. You're sick. You're a sick girl. She loves girl. to be warm. She loves to You're be warm. You're a sick warm. girl. I want, every, I want every room to be 80 degrees. If you could ban one thing, what would it be? Yes, me and would be cilantro, right? Oh, it, I, I genuinely wholeheartedly believe that the world would be a better institution if cilantro It's because you have banned. that gene. Don't do that. I don't, but that's, that's like not it. Because I'm saying it right now. It doesn't add stuff. And it tastes like soap. It, it's <gasps> for horrific. Me, it's- It'd be Matthew McConaughey and Amy Duncan for me. No. <laughs> Not green light. Why would you ban Matthew McConaughey? Because he just gives me anxiety. I enjoy him. I love a Matthew rom-com. But do you have one? What would you ban in the U.S. of A? I wish we could all just convert to electric cars a little easier. Tea. Oh, like, you had a real answer. Oil. It's giving you me fuck fucking oil. anxiety. Yeah. You said um, that's a really lame answer. Do you believe in online dating and do you participate in it? I mm. don't really. I I did for a bit and then now I don't really. I mean, I know that a lot of people have met through it, but for me personally, I don't think it's for everyone cuz like online dating is really hard, but I also feel like it depends on the person. Yeah. And it's always interesting cuz I was like if I, you know, they say like by 23, you would have met the person you're going to marry. I'm like, fuck that. Absolutely fuck that. I would rather die than marry someone I've already met now. Because Wait, everyone... who the hell said Have you that? not heard that? But, no, but thank God. I think, I think everybody has different things that float their boat. You know, for me, it scares me. Is that how you feel? Yeah, 
It does scare me a bit. Wait, what? Yeah, it's just online dating. Oh yeah, and I know so many relationships that are thriving because of it. I do too. I do too. For you, have you been like? Nah, because you're like, I don't know them or what? Yeah, I've just had a couple of experiences where I'm like, I just get red flags once mm. I'm in person with yeah, them. And like, yeah, they just yeah, yeah. haven't gone well. I mean, I had one that I thought the guy was like so genuine and sweet. Mm. Um, but boring. But that was one. <laughs> you said without, but you did try. At least you tried, girl. I did try. And then what yeah. I realized is I'm like, wow, I really need to know people for a long period of time. Which is bad, though. That's it's good that you bad. know that about yourself, though. Like, we need to have, like, a mutual. That's why I asked if, some you people, a, if you had a mutual. Some people yeah. are, don't do that. Yeah, I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of online dating. I'm afraid of actors. I'm scared someone's going to— I think I've just seen too many shows where it's, like— Of catfish. My husband ended up being a serial well, killer. Well, it's like, true. Statistically, like, if a helps, man— no, true. St- we statistically, husband literally are most likely to kill themselves. But it's terrifying. It's interesting because I, I, I'm obsessed with catfish. So I'm like, when I would stay gay. When I was, yes, when I was getting to the airport, <laughs> I was like, this is either going to be the most like the, the girl I've been talking to FaceTiming for the last five months, or it's going to be an old man with a micro penis and a receding hairline. And then lo, lo and behold, it wasn't. Okay. What's your in and your outs for 2023? Uh, Out is not fucking laughing at yourself. Like I have to laugh at myself. <gasps> um, that's so not not laughing yes. at yourself. So that's it's in. So it's in. It's so in. Laughing at yourself. Laughing yes. at yourself. In is laughing at yourself. Her. Out is taking yourself seriously. Mm. Um, love that. Ins for me, my literal um, love of my life, my little sister Val. She told me the other day. Um, she was like, this is the year of being. And I was like, you're so right. Like, we should just be. <laughs> because I feel you like we're be. so worried about everything. Then, like, what's in is just being. If I'm worried about something, bitch, I'm just going to be. Yeah. If I'm excited about something, okay, I'm just going to be. No, I agree. Like, in is rest. And mm. uh, out is self-doubt and insecurity and men in finance. And I love that. <laughs> and, that oh and that, ladies. And that is our episode. I think so that's, our, that's our in and out of 2023. From Alicia Del Sol, Pascual Peña, Josie Tota, Peyton List, and Yasmin Hamadi. So thank you so much for coming on the pod. Yeah. Thank you for having me. We love me. you dearly. Yes. Please come back. This was so beautiful, truly. Thank you. This was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We're so grateful. Thank you so much for coming and joining. And also, you have a home at Dare We Say anytime. Yeah. And everyone watch yeah, maybe out. Maybe come be an audience member sometime. Oh, my Happy. God. You're the live audience. You're like, eh. Please. Imagine we do that. You can watch we, the You can be our paid laugher. Stand. Yeah. Um, Perfect. To laugh at all of our Perfect. jokes. Perfect. So School of Spirits comes out when? Comes out March 9th. March Amazing. 9th. Plus. Yeah. And then Cobra Kai. And then Cobra Kai. Yeah. <gasps> We're, who knows if we'll go back. But I think we will. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, babe. Well, we'll be watching whatever. And then you just filmed like another movie like a few months ago. And so you're just a boss ass bitch. So everyone follow her and be obsessed with her like we are. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you already are. So mm-hmm. thanks, Pay. Thank you. Yay. 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 Oh, that was so fun. I literally am obsessed with her. She is just oh. an icon and just a gem of a human being. She was amazing. She and inspired me truly um and it was just a good time and it was cute to hear you guys reminisce about your childhood 
Listen, and I love that no bad stories of me came up. <laughs> yeah, that was that was waiting for Were you one, scared to be exposed, Josie? Possibly. You tend to ask people who have known me since I was a kid, what are the worst things I've done to them? In private. But it's okay. But you know why that trend started. It started because people would come to me and be like, Josie would bully me. And it was a trend. Like Alicia. so many of her childhood friends would tell me these insane stories. So now I just like have a mental scrapbook. Yeah. Um, well. Also, can I just say she has her smile is more contagious than Stars 19. Oh, she's stunning. Like she, oh, it's insane. Yeah, she's really stunning. Um, well, yeah. Here's to pretty well, guests with pretty minds. It was awesome time. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye. See you next Thursday. Dare We Say is a Crooked Media production. Caroline Reston is our showrunner, producer, and mommy. And Ari Schwartz is our producer and show daddy. Fiona Pastana is our associate producer. And Sandy Gerard is the almighty executive producer. It's hosted and produced by me, Josie Toda. And me, Yasmin Hamadi. And me, Alicia Pascual Peña. Our engineer and editor is Jordan Cantor, and Brian Vasquez is our theme music composer. Our video producers are Mac DeGroot, Narm Melkonian, and Delon Villanueva, and Mia Kelman. Lastly, thank you to Jordan Silver, Gabriella Leverett, Jesse McLean, Caroline Haywood, Shayna Hortzman, Daisy Cruz, Danielle Jensen, and Awa Okalati for marketing the show and making us look so damn good. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.